this thing and talk about some stuff all right it's been a while it has well not as much for us <laughs> we just recorded one without like you joining 24 hours yeah two in a row yeah it's like two a... too many <laughs> our listeners all over the world will disagree they're gonna say where the hell you guys been what's going on maybe celebrations in the all streets of brazil all six of them stopped <laughs> listening <laughs> I want to look again. I think we have Norway and Finland. Close to eight fans now. <laughs> close. Six is pretty close to eight. I think there's tens of dozens, actually. Welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are that podcast that just talks about horror movies. And uh, we used to be super consistent about showing up. And then a bunch of stuff happened. And we're back. We are back. Um, we're going to spoil these movies we talk about. So beware. And we're not professional critics. We're not professional podcasters at all. We don't get paid for this. No. And uh, we'll, we'll take bribes. And we don't pay the moon rays, but we do thank them for giving us intro creature features <laughs> at the top of the show. <laughs> if they ever asked us, other than the digital albums I bought, I, w- I would send them some money, I think. Not a lot. But 20 cents every show. It, yeah, you know, I think. Write that, out the check. Yeah, <laughs> cost more to deposit it, cash it. Cost more to send it to them. Okay, since it's been a few weeks or more, Jolien, what have you watched since last time? Then? Oh, I well, I've been ill a, a couple of days, so I got to watch a whole bunch of movies. Oh, <laughs> should I feeling get... better? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Start. Yeah, this month's been like clawing my way out of a slimy dark hole. Anyway, mm. um. All right. Uh, the Wailing. The Wailing. 2015. Okay. Okay, The Wailing, like whining and crying, or like uh, As in call the... me Ishmael? <laughs> no. As in the crying. Okay. Uh, by Na Hongjin. Um, yeah, it's a excellent Korean horror movie. Um, like most Korean horror movies, I've not really been that keen on. They're, they're I, I much prefer their crime dramas. That, mm-hmm. um, but this one was really good. It's it was really restrained and slow burn. I didn't realize how long it was going to be when I started it, but it's really cool. It's uh, this copper is is in a village which is afflicted by something, and you gradually find out what it is. I, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but there's like several forms of magic. In is food. it mono? <laughs> is it herpes keep going keep going space herpes closer okay um but uh yeah it's um it's really good uh really well done really well acted um uh there's a couple of familiar faces if you watched many asian movies there's john kunimura is in it uh he was in hard boiled an audition kill bill 
Shin Godzilla. Um, Quack the One is in it from The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 um, it's unusual. Yeah, I'm glad I checked it out. Um, cool. However, dogs, crows, goats, moths, chickens get clobbered and some of them mm. for real. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, some bits that uh, <laughs> are very hard to sit through. Do you, real quick here, do you have the Cannibal Holocaust DVD? No. With the, because I understand that there's a clickable feature where yes. you can just say no animal murder yes. version. Yeah, he was pressured to do a version where you could where you could uh, watch it without seeing the animals getting killed. Yeah, let's opt out of that whenever possible. He um, he didn't want to do it. The the American dis- distributor of the the DVD mm-hmm. Blu-ray for um, was it Blue Underground? I forget his name. But anyway. Uh, he didn't want to spoil the integrity of the movie and uh, he uh, people would say well all these animals have been killed in an entertainment and uh, he he said well I'm a vegetarian and uh, you don't need to eat meat to survive therefore if you're eating meat it's just because you like it it's right. just your entertainment <clears throat> so it, yeah he, he wasn't taking guff from people but it, but anyway it, yeah you can see it without seeing the animals getting killed i'm sure there's some 90 or 95 percent of the people who would complain to him probably do eat meat mm-hmm. and are total hypocrites because yeah you know if you're if you're gonna point that finger at him you know pay attention to the yeah. three you're pointing back at yourself and if you watch uh a, movies involving horses and so on doing stunts prior to the what was it late 30s yeah uh they're probably getting hurt tripping them with wires and oh yeah stuff like that i think the one that ended it was uh uh charge the light brigade the the most famous version uh with the actors and the director almost came to blows over how many horses were getting killed wow how many benjis did they run through over the years <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I'm not suggesting something nefarious happening to the binges right they, they weren't blowing them up or but they, uh, tri- tripping but, them yeah they made a lot of those movies right yeah there's I'm sure binges didn't last long yeah there's lots of lassies yeah mm-hmm. i think a lot of those lassies were lads they were yeah. Okay, what else? The glass ceiling, ceiling uh, in I, Hollywood I, I, for dogs in the 50s was uh, horrible. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Uh, I saw the Independence Day sequel. Oh, yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> You've heard how good it is? I haven't heard much of anything. Oh, well. Yeah, I barely knew it was out there. Yeah, it kind of came and it went pretty fast. Almost it sounded almost like it was straight to video. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't mean straight to DVD or Blu-ray, straight to video. Right. They put it on a VHS. Uh, put, it, yeah. put it out in a defunct format so that people don't see it. Uh, they just bought old, bought up ju- old Jurassic Park tapes and recorded it over them. I, I enjoyed the hell out of the original. Oh yeah, I the saw original. it on a huge screen in Seattle, as, as we mentioned. And uh, yeah, right. it was fun to see. This one has got so many characters in it, including lots from the old cast. Uh, and um, uh, so 
you're, you're having all these different people that is jumping between. So all the spectacular bits that you come for, they just kind of rush through. You know, here's the the Atlantic Ocean rising up and hundreds of ships being swept into New York. That should be like a major, amazing thing. And it looks awesome, but you get yeah. a few seconds of it and then it's back to comedy, Jewish father stereotype. Wow. Who could be completely excised from the movie and not change it a bit. So who were the main actors in this thing? Uh, so Jeff Goldblum's back. Oh, is he? Uh, Liam Hemsworth, the younger brother of Chris Hemsworth. Is Alex from Taxi back? Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the guy who's... He, he, he's, uh, he gets, he's on a fishing boat and he escapes the flood and he, he, get, he ends up driving a school bus full of kids and they happen to end up at the exact site where they're going to confront the queen at the end. He's got to be about 70 by now, right? Yeah. Shouldn't he be retired? Like, what the hell's he doing driving buses? And Yeah, he's, he's fine, but he's, he, you could cut that whole plot thread completely he's, and it wouldn't change it. He's the exact same age as Jeff Goldblum, who <laughs> right. plays his son. Really? Yeah, they're both... Jeff Goldblum's in his 70s. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He looks He looks good. Check out his ears next time you see him. No, they are clearly old man ears. Okay. They're but, like Yoda. White hair grown out of them? And... No, not that, but just the size. It's like... Wobbly lobes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got the, you've got the same special effects, you know, uh, visual supervisor, like I think it's vocal, vocal angle. Okay. But he's really good at staging stuff, but it just doesn't give him, you know, room. How does Will Smith do? Those, you have to freeze frame it to really appreciate it. Yeah, Will Smith, you just see a picture of him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he didn't want to be in it. And He's like, for a million bucks, you can use my image. Yeah. <laughs> Still photos only. <laughs> man. Oh, uh, man. Anyway, uh, so a Chinese movie called Phantom of the Theater, which is basically Phantom of the Opera in 1930s Shanghai, looks great. Really sumptuous, like with Art Deco architecture. Nice. And colors and, uh, yeah, it looks really nice. Um, got salmon yam in it. Um, yeah, very pretty. Uh, not scary at all, but uh, nice looking. Uh, another Chinese one called Mojin, which is nothing to do with the Kiss song. No, it's Mojin time again. <laughs> uh, that's got Xu Chi in it, who I'll, I'll watch in anything, unfortunately, because she's not always in a good movie. <laughs> right. uh, she's kind of wasted in this one. It's it's like Tomb Raider meets Indiana Jones meets Lord of the Rings. Oh. Goes on and on and on and on. What year? Uh, 2015. Okay. What is this? Moji? Mojin. Mojin. Mojin, they're, they're supposed to be, uh, they're, they're official tomb robbers who were, were excavating ancient tombs in order to provide gold for the Three Kingdoms conflict, I think, in the medieval China. Okay. And um, if they do certain rites, then they appease the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then horrible things. So there's like a scene where they go down these these old mines where, where all these Japanese soldiers are entombed. Mm-hmm. So you get these zombie Japanese soldiers, which is pretty fun. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's, it makes a change from Nazi zombies. I'm going to watch this. Um, uh, yeah, it just it goes on and on, and, and you don't really care about what's happening. Um there's so many things that are just like straight out of Lord of the Rings. It's like uh, there's this bit where um, characters are trying to escape from these mines 
and one of them sacrifices themselves and falls into a fiery chasm and and then they stumble out of the mines and then and then the soundtrack cuts out apart from the music and they're all like wailing and crying and you know it's just such a oh. uh but anyway all right page two neon demon 2016 how is that how was it yeah you've seen that one i'm not that's another one that looks great yeah looks fantastic uh keanu reeves is in it uh it's kind of like if stanley kubrick directed showgirls really yeah it's fantastic. like fantastic um, it's uh so there's all these like uh young models in la mm-hmm. and uh and it turns out that the fashion world people like backbiting and Really? Yeah. That's weird. Have to step on each other and it's all about surface. And hmm. Really? Everyone's superficial. What? Yeah. Wow. How I, dare I, you portray the fashion industry as shallow? And, and you, you kind of... Vapid. Yeah, it doesn't really commit. It looks great and it and you get some really like shallow shots. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, it, you know, it's how condemning of narcissism is it when you have the director's initials all over the credits like he's in he's in the credits like half a dozen times and it's his his he's like he's got his initials on it like it's some kind of perfume logo and stuff hmm. i don't know if it's done ironically or or what but uh hmm. but anyway it's it's really worth watching uh the soundtrack's really cool i, I enjoyed that a lot the the electronic original soundtrack for it chris Ramirez, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, good looking, but I wouldn't hurry to watch it again, probably. Uh, we watched the Daredevil <coughs> TV series the first season. Yeah. How was that? Have you seen that? Nope. It's good. It's really excellent. Cool. I watched the second season. Yeah, I was. I didn't like that they don't credit Wally Wood. Yeah. Because he's the guy who Did the designs the and... classic red daredevil mm-hmm. costume but yeah. because he had a falling out with stan lee who's an executive producer on this maybe yeah um that's why his name isn't on it which kind of makes it sour yeah but it, it is really excellent really amazing cast we, we yeah we just we just rented it got it from the library uh ghost i've never seen that before the patrick swayze movie yeah have you seen that one yeah, yeah like 20 something years ago yeah <laughs> uh yeah, i enjoyed it it's like an ent- entertaining update of those 1940s films where you know there's mm-hmm. some crossover from the beyond uh and patrick swayze he is always fun to watch you know oh yeah um it, it goes on a bit as i don't know how this plot went on for over two hours makes no sense um there's this like um there's this bit near the start where they're, I think the the second scene, like the first scene, they're they're bashing through the walls of this apartment they're moving into, right? Yeah. Second scene is Patrick Swayze and his buddy walking down Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So they've got all these extras walking around, but there's this one guy, the only guy who's wearing glasses and a hat, and he's, he's the only character wearing a hat in the whole shot, and he's standing in the middle ground, middle of the screen, and he's just staring at the camera. And like people are just crossing by, and he, he's just looking around. And I thought, oh, is this going to turn out to be some ghost that he's going to yeah. talk to later? Who's going to like guide him in the afterlife or something? But no, it's just how did they miss a that terrible extra? Yeah, well, not a terrible extra. <clears throat> it's like someone should have said, "Hey, don't look at the camera." Yeah, I wonder if that's something that in editing maybe it was supposed to be the Grim Reaper or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
And yeah, that movie, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I've always felt that there must have been more to the plot. Yeah. It seemed like they cut it up because there's some, if I'm remembering it correctly, it, it seemed kind of sinister. There's some sinister mm-hmm. plot going on at the beginning, but by the end they kind of drop all yeah. of that. I think I got the feeling, I, I, I have no nothing to support this, when they get to Whoopi Goldberg and it becomes more of a comedy, Yeah, she kind of, because she's so entertaining, they may may have just rewritten it. Ah, uh, that's a good idea, yeah. As they went along to, to accommodate her. Yeah, because it had sort of a mystery feeling, yeah. I remember, in the beginning. And, yeah. and I remember laughing, uh, thinking, how can this be a mystery? There's only four characters in the whole movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know who the one bad of them guy is the straight ghost. off. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's always, yeah, I wonder if that's true. Uh, yeah, and, and he's he's kind of... He's he's supposed to be this this guy who's on the side of the angels, mm-hmm. but he's like setting people up to die. Basically, he, he basically causes the deaths of two people out of revenge. Yeah, and uh, you know it's okay by him. Yeah. So here's a question: What kept you from watching this for so many years? Uh, yeah, I I just never got around to it, and it just turned up. We got HBO for one weekend, and it turned up. Oh, I've I've never seen that, and that. Uh, they they mentioned it on this comedy we like called Fresh Off the Boat where they say oh it's such a great movie because it's just like us you know we're 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 trying to fit in in society we're like the people in Ghost but, oh, um, okay. anyway yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah I, I just not never got around to it well, that makes sense but um, yeah there's this, there's a this scene where um, uh, towards the end there's Demi Moore and she realizes that Patrick Swayze is in the room, but she can't see him. Mm-hmm. But Whoopi Goldberg's also there. Mm-hmm. But he's figured out that he can go into a living body and yeah. then he can touch the living. Yeah. So he goes into Whoopi Goldberg uh-huh. so that he can touch his wife again. Yeah. And you think, are they going to go there? Yeah. <laughs> and just at the last moment, they don't. Yeah. So what she's seeing is Patrick Swayze. But if it, if she had a make-out scene... Yeah, where it was still Whoopi Goldberg, that would have been awesome. That would have been great. That would have changed society, nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's onto some poor ones. Uh, Cooties, twenty fourteen. Cooties. Have you heard of that one? I've heard about it. <laughs> that I, one? Heard, I heard the opening sequence is really hard to watch with Elijah Wood. Yeah. Yeah, because they're making chicken nuggets or something. Yeah. They yeah, this guy like throws a chicken and chops it up and it make. And it's it's toxic and it's it's got maggots and goop in it and it ends up being made into chicken nuggets and fed to school children. They become cannibal, you know, rabid zombie kids. Yeah. Um, and it's got Elijah Wood in it. Yeah, that scene it really throws the tone. Yeah. Because it's all as like a sick humor comedy. Right. But it doesn't bounce back from that. You're like, oh, what the hell? And that's the opening sequence, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what the I've heard. Very first thing you see. If you removed that sequence, would it have been? I think it would have worked better because, uh, you know, it's obviously a sick setup. You know, basically teachers are besieged by their own kids who've become little monsters. And it feels like it's something that's written by people who've been teachers because you know, they get to sock these little yeah terrors. Um, yeah, so uh, it's um, 
it, it the tone is was really off for me. It, it wasn't funny. Mm. It wasn't horrifying. It's just yeah. um, uh, exists. Twenty fourteen Bigfoot found footage from yep. one of the directors of Blair Witch. You seen that one? Saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? <clears throat> um, it was unimpressive enough to where I couldn't. If you put a gun to my head right now, I couldn't tell you much about the movie at all. <laughs> so it didn't stick with me. Uh, That's all I can say. And I saw it a, a, two or three months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was pretty bored by it. I seem to remember they set up a lot of like trail cams, like like hunters use. Mm. Is that part of the plot? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of shaky cam. It really sticks with you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just it's a movie you can watch over and over. <laughs> yeah, right. And not really. Yeah. Uh, okay, prom night, tw- tw- the 2008 version. Okay. So. Have you seen the original with Jamie Lee Curtis? Uh-huh. Nope. Not, not a great example of a slasher movie back then. Right. And this is the toned down, oh. glossy remake. Um, it's got Idris Elba in it. He's good. He's always good. Yeah. Who? Lufa. Have you ever watched Luther? Mm. Oh, oh and yeah. And he's, he's in uh, Pacific Rim. And... Yeah, I know. Yeah. I do love that they that they gave his character a name that he mispronounces. Stranger Bell. Lufa. Um, this is... Uh, I don't know what to say about these these like um, PG kind of remake horror movies they did in recent years. Yeah. Because they're not made for me. They're you know someone who like goes searching for things like Boxer's Omen. These are made for kids who've never been to a horror movie before, so everything's pretty new and yeah and and lightweight. Um, they do the mirror gag three times. You know, someone goes to the bathroom mirror, or or they look in a mirror, and then the, the killer's right behind them. Yeah, yeah. I did that three times in this one movie. <clears throat> uh, Killer Party, nineteen eighty-six. This turned out to be probably the most entertaining horror movie I saw the weekend. <laughs> Have you heard of this one? It's another I've Canadian slasher. Never movie. heard of this. I want to say yes. It's got a band in it called White Sister. They <laughs> no, I don't do think the I've song seen about this. April Fools. This sounds good. Oh, it's so nineteen eighty-six. I'm gonna find this. Oh yeah, it's very entertaining. Uh, director's William Fruitt who did Spasms um, it's kind of a horror comedy it's kind of a fret house comedy there's like sorority night going on and you know various <laughs> killings happening I uh, know you don't want to give away the end yeah heads roll I naked breasts yeah um, no John Micklethor in it <laughs> no but you've got White Sister yeah you know? yeah it's like five four or five white uh john nickel thors uh 13 women that was really cool uh 1932 early body count film hmm. so it literally says 13 women are on the block here ah. uh based on this best-selling novel it's got uh Myrna Loy when she was still the sinister asian actor before she was doing thin man right mm-hmm. movies Irene Dunn in it before she was a big star. Ricardo Cortez, and he, he turns up as a detective about halfway through. Wait, Irene Dunn as in Granny from the uh, Beverly Hillbillies? Oh, she's in tons. Yeah, <laughs> tons of stuff. Granny uh, Clampett. Yeah, she's, she's really fun. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a body count film. It's about sorority sisters getting knocked off. Uh, it, it's, uh Yeah, it, it, was, it was really interesting. Um, it's a lot toned down from the novel. Yeah. I'm so sure. in the novel, you have you have like a, when when 
when the this woman who's at the one of the sisters is at this she now works at a circus and in the novel i think she's like a she she works in a freak show she's mm. uh but in in the movie she's like a glamorous trapeze artist oh. uh, <laughs> Uh, Eastern Promises, 2007, David Cronenberg. Saw that. That's really excellent. Yeah. I, I really like his Viggo Mortensen movies. Have you seen that? I've not seen that one yet. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Naomi Watts, Viggo Mortensen, Vincent Cassell. Yeah, the uh, finger-snipping scene. <gasps> Holy moly. Yeah. And that, that baby that they made, this kind of little silicon baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's, ooh, Some good spooky. work. Spooky. Uh, Gods of Egypt, 2016. Alex Proyas, the guy who did Dark City seen that one. was it i have not seen that it's got <clears throat> yeah you're 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 kind of surprised that cg like that Still is on the screen in 2016 that bad yeah wow oh, and it's got lots of you know good production design in it you know yeah egyptian gods done as superhero sort of characters it's kind of like that alan Moore, that 1962 comic he did horus Oh yes, yes. Yeah, where it's, it's done in the style of like Marvel Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as good. Well, <laughs> it's not as bad as like Prince of Egypt. You know, just where you're, you're kind of sitting there watching someone else playing a video game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was better than that. But. Uh, Sudden Fear, nineteen fifty-two. That was excellent. Okay, I've seen that. Film one. noir with Joan Crawford and Jack Palance, uh-huh. Gloria Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so two people are plotting to kill off the third one. The third one finds out and plots to kill off the other two. Yeah, <laughs> it gets really diabolical. Beautiful looking classic film noir. Uh, the Longest Yard, nineteen seventy four, Burt Reynolds. Yep. Oh man, <clears throat> so good. Richard so Keel is in that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. I I've not seen that before. Oh man, yeah. yeah. We watched that one night. On you know whatever station mm-hmm. maybe we had free HBO or something, and we were laughing because you know it's Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and you watch it and you're like, wow, this is a fantastic movie. Oh yeah, I always like him. Burt yeah. Burt at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah. And it's got that bit where uh, the, the one of the prisoners gets knocked off in this particularly horrible way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a really cool movie. Uh, about halfway through watching Crumb. Mm. Oh, I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. Terry <clears throat> Zweigoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that movie about a billion times. It's <laughs> like typical art documentary. It doesn't talk about the art much. No. There's like one bit where he's talking to his son and he's actually talking about, you know, how, how he approaches drawing people and things. But that's about the only time they actually talk about the artwork. And the rest is biography. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very good. And then the I log- checked out that movie enough from the video store that they gave me the copy, <laughs> along with the T-shirt. You're the only guy who's I ever was, rented I it. I was the only person renting it. Wow. And they were like, "Okay, you can just have it." We're starting to feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I finished watching was a uh, Man on Fire. Denzel the Washington. The 2004 Denzel Washington, yeah, Tony Scott movie. Any good? It's good, you know, Tony Scott movies. It's all this flashy cutting and yeah. kind of everything looks grimy. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, Denzel Washington's always good. It's it's him and Dakota Fanning. You know, and, uh, I'd like to see the, this movie is like being made several times, 
there's like one came out the next year with uh, Amitabh Bakchan playing the assassin character. I'd love to see that one. Um, but yeah, it was quite good. Anyway, so what, what do you guys see? That's quite a list. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the advantage of lying there ill. <laughs> there's got to be an upside to this being horribly ill thing. Will, do you, did you... I don't even remember what I watched. <laughs> when we talked last night, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I'll save it for the for the cast when we have Jolien back. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go then. Yeah. Um, on a uh, work trip to Portland, Oregon, I was uh, able to watch a movie each way on the plane. And one of them was uh, the Jason Bourne movie, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, the new one's just Jason Bourne. Isn't okay, it? then I uh, watched Born to Jay- Run. <laughs> <laughs> Born again. Um, it was uh, what you'd expect, and fun and watchable, and the action was really crazy. And I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's mm. what I expected. And actually, that's kind of the theme of my list of what I've seen since last time. It's all stuff that I would expect. Mm-hmm. And I'm always surprised to people who are surprised at getting what you should expect from a movie. Um, uh, let's see. There was also uh, War Dogs, which has Jonah Hill and some other actor that I don't really know from anything. And they're uh, basically trying to win government contracts to sort of buy and resell weapons without ever really seeing them and sell them to the government. So they're just shuffling work orders and money around and making a big profit doing it and it's based on a true story i believe from the early 90s or whatever the era was i guess it was early 90s Um, 1890s the 1890s the good old days when you could go anywhere you wanted hot air balloons (laughs) hot air balloons (laughs) yeah and war machines people had like all those derbies and funky little Lenses they could flip in front of their eyes and fuck steampunk sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I tricked you into saying that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm reading the uh, Pelucidar series to Emily. Oh yeah, at night to put her to sleep. I've heard it's okay. Oh yeah, I sell, I, I, I it sells the, well at the Earth's Core movie. Yeah. Does she know that there's 60 hours of you talking that she could just play on headphones? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'd have to set up the internet and everything. Oh, you man. have all that that blue light going in your eyes. Fucking internet. Okay, so uh, let's see. Secret Life of Dogs. Or no, Secret Life of Pets. Okay. Uh A lot of fun. Animation. Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Was what I expected. And as much as I preferred traditional animation over digital, this is clearly digital stuff, but it looks great. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the the sets and landscapes and everything look fantastic. And all the... Rube Goldbergian things that the pets have to do together to get from one place to another. It's just a lot of fun. And uh, it's whatever, Pixar, Disney, whatever. And and uh, they, they do a great job because they are the best at what they do. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, I typically don't go for mainstream stuff, but kind of everything I'm about to talk about is mainstream stuff. That was based on the novel by Camus, right? <laughs> sure. I have no fucking idea. Um <laughs> It's based on Mark Twain's Secret Life of Pets. Um, let's see, Suicide Squad. Ooh. I put off watching that because I thought, oh, this yeah, is going to be. I've got it coming from the library. I've heard it's garbage. Is it hot garbage or is it just boring <laughs> well, garbage? It's it's the garbage you would expect. 
Yeah. Once again, it's back to that. It's like people are like, oh, good, Suicide Squad, where? Um, what did you think it was going to be? You know? Well, you'd hope it was better than you expected. I would oh. think it would be entertaining. Well, yeah. I mean, my actual thought is that looks like a piece of crap. I'm not going to watch that. Uh, I may be wrong. Uh, it's happened once or twice. Anyway, uh, but I, if I was going to go see it, I would just hope it would be entertaining. Is it entertaining? Yeah, I feel like... Uh, would you watch it again? I probably wouldn't. It's a, it's a one and done for me. Mm. But uh, I didn't feel like, oh, it was... If somebody put it on, would you be upset? Would, would I be, be like, in the room? fuck this movie? No, I would stay in the room with it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I saw the trailers for that one and Deadpool, and I thought they were both, um, you know... Um, like Gonna the, suck? Yeah, it'd, <laughs> it'd just be that callous humor. Yeah. You know, killing off people and, and laughing about it. Um, which is, you know, fine in a James Bond movie, but it's kind of old now. And uh, uh, what's that movie with Hit Girl and uh, Kick Ass? Kick Ass, yeah, yeah, it'd be like that, you know, kind of repulsive and not funny at all. Yeah. But Deadpool, I was really su- pleasantly surprised yeah, by. Both, it's, it's much you better both than that. Said it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so you know, I, th- I thought, oh. Maybe Suicide's got to be like that, but from what I hear, it's yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, it is a bit of a mess, and it's not as good as Deadpool, but it's still fun and lots of adventure and action and stuff, and funny enough in places. It's it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, it's not something I would hope for a sequel or seek out watching it on purpose. But again, if it were on, I wouldn't get mad and leave the room. <laughs> um, let's see. That brought me to, um, for whatever reason, I was putting, I was working on something and putting on the TV for background. And uh, I don't know at what point in the movie it was. It felt like it was toward the beginning, but Batman versus Superman. Mm. Uh, I think there's a tagline, Dawn of Justice or some crap like that. Yeah, because uh, they're setting up their own franchise. Watched about 25 minutes, maybe half an hour of it. And I'm looking at it going, what happened here that disappointed people so badly? Cause there were so many people saying it was horrible and mm-hmm. awful and it looked like a Batman movie and with some Superman in it, <laughs> it was entertaining and kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like anything I would hate. So I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Beginning to end. I'm, I'm going it. to, and yeah. you, you liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. I guess there, she appears toward the end of the film. Yeah. She's got, yeah. Whenever she turns up, it kind of, brightens up a bit yeah it's, it's kind of fun yeah and she's got a great theme that's great theme music that comes in that's so cool but yeah i, I enjoyed it wonder woman yeah from the, TV the yeah. One from the tv show yeah. yeah that comes on yeah <laughs> linda carter has a cameo yeah still looking great oh yeah. she does yeah and the the ref okay this is something that the i know Dennis leary film? yeah so this one you hadn't seen that, no, I, that I, everybody's watched? Like, no, I watched uh, it. Ghost. No, I had watched this probably two or three times in my life, maybe more. And I, it was just like, oh, I want to put on something Christmas, but kind of angry or sarcastic <laughs> in general. And, uh, you, so, and you've already seen Bad Santa. Yeah, and that was sort of on in the background a couple of weeks ago, but 
I I really think the ref is pretty funny because the dialogue and mm. some of the actions and when Dennis Leary finally starts to sort of unleash on the uh, visiting relatives and sort of uh, let them know who he is and have words with them. It's, it's pretty funny. I just, I like the way he is in the movie. <laughs> so uh, that was it for me. Other than watching um, uh, rare exports, a Christmas tale and uh, crimson peak. Mm. So um, will crimson peak crimson peak. Tell us what you liked about Crimson. Crimson. So Sean Connery in a submarine. What not to love about this? You did watch Crimson Tide, right? You were talking about Crimson, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Tide. Yeah, Crimson Tide. Where Sean Connery is a Russian sub yeah. operator who defects. Yeah, and Richard Gere saves him. Yeah, somebody like that. Has that got Denzel Washington in it where he talks about the Silver Surfer? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only bit I remember. Yeah. So, so Jack Kirby or John Buscema. It was, <laughs> was written by uh, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, you ghost wrote this thing. We're making our listeners mad. Thinking, yeah, because we're not talking about Crimson Tide, I don't believe. I think we're talking about The Hunt for the Red October. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I made this joke last night to Gene. I was like, I'm going to just talk about Hunt for the Red October, but I'm going to refer to it as Crimson Tide. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to refer to it as Crimson Peak, but I'm going to pretend Clearly. that I actually watched Crimson Tide. <laughs> Clearly when I did not, and I just watched Hunt for Red October. So Sean Connery just morphs from a Russian into a Scotsman. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. How yeah. did you do that? He's just sort of speaking Russian all of a sudden. He goes, I'm going to look up this periscope. There's some, <laughs> yeah, there's some switch there. They... <laughs> yeah, they do some little doodle doodle doo doodle doodle doo. We should probably talk about the ghost movie before we make our listeners more mad that we're over half an hour into this podcast. Oh, blimey. Sorry, my fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, really. I mean, uh, if you're listening to this, you're you're probably if you've made it this far. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, it, there's a big payoff at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna tell you where to send to get your free candy, prizes, wow. money. Yeah, drink more Ovaltine. So, Crimson Peak. What did you think, Will? It was pretty. Yep. But it was just terrible. <laughs> it was the most cookie cutter thing. You just described three out of four of my girlfriends back in uh, <laughs> pre college days. She was pretty. You're a man slut. <laughs> but she was terrible. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Uh, when she wanted to drown a bag of puppies on her first date, I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> but um, I went with it anyway. Just this movie, uh, after we watched it, uh, one, I wouldn't guess it was a Guillermo del Toro film, if you, if you didn't tell me. Okay. Uh, I didn't feel like it looked like his stuff. Uh, uh, it was so superficial. Did it, did it feel like 13 Ghosts or something? like? Uh, I don't know that I've seen 13 Ghosts. Well, there's sort of a thing that feels Is like... Is that the sequel to 13 Women? Yes. There's a sequel to 12 Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way they could bring them back for the sequel. Yeah. No, it was um, something that looked really glossy, 
but, yeah, but okay. like too many cooks, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, there's... are you talking about the original William Castle? No, the Ta- remake, the, the remake. remake, yeah, which was not good. Yeah, it was it was too CG'd and, mm-hmm. and too glossy and they didn't yeah. pay enough attention to what the story was supposed to be doing. I felt like this was a Guillermo del Toro's. They gave him the script and he didn't have a lot of leeway on it or he didn't he, care. He wrote it over and over. Oh, man. Did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because he had a co-writer, I noticed. and Yeah. He got his theatrical writer in. Man. I forget her name. But oh, yeah, geez. he wrote like uh, 10 drafts or so and he was still writing it when they were filming. I have a, I have a theory. Um, this was probably when he was having his replica of the car built. And he was probably overseeing that project and was really distracted. He, I he, imagine. He was working on this for years because he wanted to do this uh, quite a while ago. And then he he got entangled in the Hobbit project. Mm-hmm. So he was on that for several years. And then he came back to this. He, he had like... Uh, uh, Legendary wanted to do a film with him. And he had At the Mountains of Madness. Which and, I wish he had done. Something else, and then and this, and this is the one that was small enough scale that they said, let's go with that one. Yeah. Hmm. So the production took years, or the development took mm-hmm. years. The production probably took a couple of years. Yeah. What about, do you know much about post-production? Because there's clearly a lot of digital stuff going on with the ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I... The, the, he didn't film for as many weeks as he did on his like Pacific Pacific Rim or Devil's uh, Backbone, yeah, something big like like Pan, Pan's Labyrinth, you know, more complicated right. movies. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, he, he, he he's been working on this for quite a while, in development at least. But then they he he was going to have uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, yes, in the and Tom Hiddleston role. Uh, somebody else the role was the main actress yeah uh, emma stone i think mm. but i may be wrong but yeah though they're both leads like dropped out right which is funny the cumberbatch one because gene asked me at some point is that what's his name cumberbatch cumberbund <laughs> uh and i was like no that's whatever tom hiddleston and then i found out later you know cumberbatch was supposed to be for that role uh, could you telegraph a villain more? <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. This movie had no surprises. Yeah. There was nothing surprising about it. They, The ghosts were pointless. You could have cut the ghost mm-hmm. out of this. It would have been the same movie. Mm. I don't think she learned anything from the ghost. The ghost didn't <laughs> help her. They didn't do a lot. They didn't do anything. They yeah. were kind of spooky. They looked like extruded plastic to me. It was terrible effects. They warned her not to go to this place. Yeah, and she promptly didn't listen, and they mm. gave her the most vague clue. They couldn't tell, call it the whatever the name of the house was. I don't remember. Crimson Beak. No, no, oh, no. That was the nickname the, for the, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the proper yeah. name. Right. Which, you know, I don't know what it was. Yeah, so she doesn't find out that this is the place she's been warned away from yeah. until she gets it. Because why would you be? There's no mountain or anything. There's no crimson. There's crimson clay. Mm-hmm. They make bricks out of it. So, you know, it was worthless. The 
that whole scene with her mom could have been cut out too because mm-hmm. none of that information helped her. And the audience didn't get anything out of it that maybe she didn't know uh, or maybe she knows something that the audience doesn't. There was nothing there in this film it just marched from point a to point Mm -hmm. b didn't venture off the track at all yeah um you know it's it's every sort of gothic romance i I felt like yeah this is like a film made by someone who's watched a lot of the films that we know and love you know and then there's taken the scenes they like without really adding well, you know, we, we uh, Gene and I uh, uh, were comparing it to Lisa and the Devil. Because it's the same, kind There's of the same thing. There's lots of barber in this, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but why did that work? And this was just, mm-hmm. and I think mainly because Bava's movies don't make sense sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they do, but they're not always going in the direction you, you think they would. Where this, there was not one action that I couldn't have predicted. Also, if you're going to sleep with your sister, lock the door. It's just common sense. Yeah, I, I, I felt more like I was observing, like with Barbara, you're in the heads of the characters. Yeah. Uh, and the situations are, you know, like Lisa and the Devil, that everybody there's a little off. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't quite know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, everything that's going on, and it <laughs> doesn't add anything to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I would say that's fair to say. Um, does it get in the way of how awesome it looks? <laughs> it was gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great looking movie. You know, I mean, the, the sets looks only go so far for me. You're right. You have to have a better story. There needs to be more substance. It doesn't for sure, have to but... make sense, but have a little something. It can't just totally be shallow. Right. You know, special effects don't do it. Yeah, I would say that's true. Um, it's funny you mentioned these. The colors are beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know? Maybe if this was like a series of photographs, yeah, I'd go for it. I, I watched this uh, the cinema because it came out Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's like about the only horror movie I was vaguely interested in that year. Yeah. And uh, so I went to see it and, and it was like uh, a largely female audience. Mm-hmm. And they didn't seem like they were used to horror movies because they were being surprised Mm. and it plays like this gothic romantic ghost movie Mm -hmm. you know like Jane Eyre meets Rebecca Uh, and then suddenly you get Dario Argento you get like the killing from Deep Red where he gets his head bashed against the ceramic Uh, and the audience just freaked out by that Oh, I bet. That was gory. Yeah. That, that was so silly. That was hard to watch. That, that, they thought he different. slipped and fell. <clears throat> tone. Uh, yeah, it just uh, crashes in there. You think, what the hell? It's, it's like this, yeah. this turned into a different movie. Yeah, see. But I then it snaps back like to being yeah. Jane Eyre again. And they set what's her name up the lead as being a, an independent woman and smart. And yet. She doesn't do anything in this movie. Well, she doesn't actually do anything in this movie. It just pushes her along. She's not independent. She's not terribly clever. Uh, She's not at all, uh, you know, 
I guess, <laughs> plain and active role in her own life, she kind of mm. just whimpers and whines from scene to scene. And I thought that after they set her up, you know, she wasn't going to go on the date with the guy, blah, blah, blah. And they did nothing with it. You know, and it sets up this kind of perverse relationship. Yeah. You don't find out about that until the end. And yeah. then it, it doesn't go there. It doesn't It doesn't do anything with it. Explore anything. No. And then it just settles for the climax of Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, for the showdown. and You know... So what was the murdering motivation of Sir Thomas? Because we do see one of his victims kind of come bubbling up out of the red muck in the rendering vat. Insurance. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, they, they didn't have any money because their brick-making scheme wasn't going well. Ah. Uh, and so they would murder wealthy women for inheritance uh, so he's, okay. he's been married like three or four times. He had been he? married four times. She was the fourth wife. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned earlier, if you're going to sleep with your sister, close the door. Yeah, lock the door. Lock the door. Um, <laughs> you know, if maybe to... they had turned out that uh, her mom didn't die from, whatever, typhoid or... The consumption. Typhiders or <laughs> consumption or affluenza or... <laughs> yeah. It was always the consumption the back then. or <laughs> the spotted twisties or whatever. Right. Uh... <laughs> You just said something really dirty if you were in England. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a pudding. Oh, it okay. is a pudding. Spotted twisties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where uh, where, where were we going with that? Yeah, where were if we going with this? Had oh, oh, uh, where, where had I gone with this? I was going to say, though, if, 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 the, if the mother hadn't died. Oh, if maybe the, the, uh, the brother and sister had, had something to do with the mother's death, or there was some tie to it. Uh, it just felt like they were outright evil and she was stupid and mm. couldn't see it. And if you hate, 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 hate this movie. <laughs> wow. So Jolien, you haven't seen, uh, or well, you have, you haven't listened to the episode yet that we just recorded, obviously, cause you weren't mm. here. And, uh, uh, we were talking about having a deviant cousin. And if you're looking around the room to figure out who the deviant cousin is, it's probably you. Okay. Yeah. If you can't find them, <laughs> it's you. And I was just thinking the same thing about the siblings. If you're looking around to figure out who the evil siblings are, it's, you're you're them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. This is like an old dark house. Yeah, cliche. Yeah. It was. It was just. It was too cliched. It was too tropey. It didn't do anything with it. Uh, but yeah. but Del Toro has done plenty of awesome stuff. Exactly. So how could this go wrong? Did he have too much time and too much effort into it? Did he polish it? Too much? Perhaps. I uh, didn't pay attention to committing to the story, following the characters, taking them somewhere interesting. Yeah. I and mean, leave behind, you know, we know you've seen The Haunting and Janie and Rebecca and Mario Bava movies and Deep Red, but it's not enough to just quote them and yeah, I'd together. almost wish he had just made remade Rebecca. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, that would have been interesting if he could have just remade Rebecca. You know, follow the novel a little closer, whatever. Uh, I've not actually read the novel; I've seen the film. But Jean's uh, read the novel and said, you know, it seemed like a total ripoff of that. So if he had just done that, you mm. know, 
I think that would have been more interesting than this sort of Rebecca with the serial numbers filed off that he's given <laughs> us. I, I like, yeah, yeah. As I said, I like its look. I like the production design. It's good cast. Good cast. Yeah, but, there's uh, everything. Yeah, very, very superficial. Everything there but a story, <laughs> and that's what you need. Was the poisoning a nod to Flowers in the Attic? Uh, I'm yeah. not familiar with that series. Yeah, uh, yeah I never read enough. them, but uh, I just got the idea that uh, it was the same type of poisoning. It's slightly bitter and tastes of almonds or whatever. Arsenic. Yeah. Or is that cyanide? But that's the classic yeah, thing, isn't it? It's taste of almonds. It's, it's like cyanide. Well, somebody arsenic. actually did accidentally ingest cyanide, a researcher, and he wrote down what it tasted like uh-huh. before he croaked. Oh. So evidently it did taste like, you know, almonds. Or oh, I, I want to see that note because, you know, it goes, mm-hmm. trails off the edge of the table. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm personally... a glad he didn't do uh, mountains of madness it would have just uh, yeah i i don't think he'd, he'd be the best guy for it yeah i don't know if mountains of madness would play i'd fear it would be like the john carter movie where so much has been kind of taken from it and mm-hmm. used that it would feel uh just absolutely generic yeah whereas if you realize where, you know, oh, this is one of the first stories, or yeah, this, this is, is where, where everything <laughs> came from. This is where the thing came from. But, you know, you end up watching it, and it's just, uh, I fear it would be like the John yeah. Carter, where John Carter was really neat, and the people who put it together right, obviously right. loved John Carter. Uh, it was closer to the books than I, you mm-hmm. know, I would have expected. But, yeah, it's everything's been taken from it. It's yeah. been sucked dry. The other thing I'd, I'd worry about is, to make the amount of madness, you'd need to spend like two hundred million, yeah, upwards, and to guarantee profits on it, you couldn't do it like the not the the story, yeah, uh, because basically the story they go to this place and explore it uh-huh. and figure out the history, and that's the terror, yeah, and uh, you you get creatures in it, but the deep cosmic terror of the story is, is just them figuring out the history. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You, it, it's not a, a movie. Yeah, that was that's always been my thought. Was yeah, it? so you'd have to change it. and It would look like Tomb Raider meets you know, well, the thing. Aliens versus Predators, I think right. the first one had a pyramid in Antarctica that they go in. It was a total rip-off of... Oh yeah, like Prometheus, especially. Yeah, it's so it's it. That's yeah. basically. But yeah, that's another. That's another in, total in thing. It's I don't think people that, would, people that. would say, oh, this movie's ripping off Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, and yeah, the cosmic terror. It doesn't. And the other thing is that in the novel, uh, the, uh, the the common like cattle type creatures they see, mm-hmm. uh, giant penguins, basically. Yeah. Which he just about gets away with in the, in the story. Yeah. Because you know the way he describes them, and they're all in darkness and everything. But on the screen, that'd just be funny. It would be. <laughs> Have you read that one? No, okay. I haven't. I'm not a big fan of Lovecraft. Yeah, every every time I read that, it gets better. It's so. Oh, does it? It's such a yeah. You know, you see how many 
story, other stories have come from it. Oh and, yeah, yeah, definitely. And what a what a bold concept it was when it came out. Yeah. Was he actually a horrible human being, Lovecraft? Yeah, or just racist? He was pretty racist. Yeah, he was. He, he was really sheltered and uh, xenophobic. So yeah, whatever ideas he came up with, he, they weren't challenged until he came to the city. Ah, which did improve him a bit. So he was a big. But he was. Yeah, he was not good with relationships or people, other other people, or anything different, yeah. anything ah. foreign. All right. Maybe that's why he writes so well about foreign ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, if you read like the collected edition of all his works in chronological order, mm-hmm. it goes from like clearly xenophobic yeah. through to kind of codifying things so that you realize when you, once you start getting into the Thule mythos, mm-hmm. where it comes from, Yeah, but it's been codified and changed. It's this alien mm-hmm. other rather than being swarthy foreign foreigners people. yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah you, you got to read um herbert west reanimator yeah it's just as gory as the movie yeah <laughs> it's pretty wild well i i met dr west at flashback weekend in chicago i don't know if you remember mm. i had him snap a pencil in half for me dr cornell west <laughs> dr herbert west oh yeah, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, I know who you're yeah. talking about. When they had the uh, Hollywood parties here, which were these massive, but like, mostly gay Halloween parties, huge scale things, like they'd rent circuses. <laughs> I mean, they'd literally rent circuses and tents to come up from Florida and they'd have these huge parties. That's awesome. But anyway, I, I went dressed as uh, Dr. Moreau. Oh, man, that's cool. The first year, it was like a movie themed. That uh, year, so I was, yeah, Doctor Moran had like the the whip and the. I I drank the correct drinks that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's the details when you're yeah. when you're in character that that really count. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there was like a guy dressed as Herbert West, and he had like he, he had like the syringe with the glowing stuff in it. Yeah, and he had even had the zombie cat strapped on his leg. Oh, fantastic! Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I, I went up to him in character and said, uh, "Oh, Doctor West, I presume." <laughs> and he was so delighted I recognized him he just like grabbed me and kissed me on the lips and oh so man that's great that wasn't, wasn't professional scientific behavior no no but, but. you know they have to have their emotional uh, <laughs> moments as well I suppose and there was at least six Joan Crawfords there you know most of them were men but oh they're all men <laughs> they're all men <laughs> and a lot of very kinky Batman and Robins <laughs> lends itself to it yeah yeah, that's that's not a big leap. There was a guy at a comic convention I went to who dressed as Robin, and he had just dyed his little tidy whitey underwear green. <laughs> oh no! Ooh. So they had a little pocket in front, uh, a little the little fold wide front thing that whatever that's for. Yeah. Uh, does that hold your cup? What does that do? Yeah, you hide what, things in there. Like, if I like you, put change in there, but it falls out. I always pictured like Napoleon would like. <laughs> Nobody that. wants to see you reach in there and pull out money. <laughs> right. No, that's okay. You don't have to pay. <laughs> that's right. My friend got a, uh, some money at a at her at the gas station she worked at, and it was damp. And sure enough, somebody had peed on it. Like, Ew. why? What What happened there? What is wrong in your life that you peed on your money? <laughs> yeah, 
Well, you took a serious wrong turn somewhere. Yeah. How do you have money, but you can't control your urination? <sighs> anyway, back to <laughs> Crimson. Crimson Tide. I want to talk about Batman and Robin, but okay, Crimson Tide. Okay. So, uh, how does this end up that, uh, I know that Edith is going to try to escape from the house and get back to the world. That is Edith, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lucille's the, the sister that's... Yes. Right. She's the sister that's a bit close to her brother. Yeah. And I don't remember the brother's name right now. Thomas. Thomas. Sir Thomas. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. It was a... I don't know, countlet or something. He was a he was a mustache twisting count. Uh, he was Count Snidely Whiplash. Did you, did you notice the butterfly motif? Um. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of butterflies. Yeah, and what was the costuming? And there's the butterflies, and the whole house is like a butterfly cage, mm-hmm. and the elevators are like killing jars. And... Yeah, and they talk about the sister talks about how there's no butterflies. At Crimson Peak, although they don't mention that till way late in the movie, mm. and uh, clearly there are butterflies there. Yeah. <laughs> also, where were the leaves coming from? There were no trees outside. Mm. Good, but point. they come through the ceiling. Yeah, some. Uh... I, I love the look. The house mm-hmm. looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh... I liked when she took a tumble off the balcony. That's and the part I was going to talk about. Broke her leg, and then it got better. She hit that <laughs> railing in such a way that there's no way she would Mm-mm. walk afterward. I don't think she'd live. I think it would have just killed her outright. Is she just a ghost after that point? Maybe. It could be. That could have been a, a something. <laughs> yeah. So how does it end up? Uh, she's trying to escape. Well, uh, Lucille goes completely nuts and kills off yeah thomas thomas yeah okay yes and you can push a knife through someone's face like butter yeah when they're a butter face it's weird they did that same sort of thing in uh ex machina well he he, he does like a couple of the killings from this movie are just like ones in pan's labyrinth and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah right seen that one before in your own movies yeah yeah. So he even uses the same music as he did in a previous. He uses a uh, red right hand. It's like oh a, yeah. Like in this one, it's PJ Harvey. Oh right. But uh, I think during the trailer. Does he use Nick Cave in the other one? Nick Cave in. Uh, oh, um, Hellboy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Cave's awesome. <laughs> PJ Harvey also did awesome. You, did you see his sound suits? No. Here at the museum. Oh, that's not the same Nick Cave. Oh, that's not the same yeah, Nick Cave. There's a sculptor and there's the musician. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Different guys, but they're both Nick Cave. They're not Nicholas. That's no. Weird. See, yeah, yeah I thought they were the same. I was working at a uh, print shop in Hawaii, and there was a customer named Robin Hitchcock, and it was spelled the same Robin with a Y. With a Y. And uh, she was paying with her credit card. And I said, so you know the musician with the same name? And she goes, oh, yeah, actually, I've met him and talked to him. And she told me that uh, as far as they both knew, they were the only two people in the world with that name spelled that way. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, if either Robin Hitchcock are listening, I'm talking about you two. So how does this thing end up? Let's talk about the ending of this and then 
Well, she she has to face off against Lucille, right? And then they have the Friday Thirteenth style yeah. fight, slap fight. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fourth time I've hit this damn microphone. I'm moving it. Shovel beats knife every time. It does. Never bring a shovel to a knife fight, or knife to never a shovel bring fight. a knife to a shovel fight. That's yeah. That's what I meant to bring say. Bring a gun. You're right. Because <laughs> gun beats shovel. Ten out of ten times. Well, I mean, I guess they could get the drop on you, and then your gun's no good. Yeah. So, um, Charlie Hunnam doesn't die. The doctor. No, he comes to a rescue, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he gets stabbed a couple times. Yeah. Like, the, Thomas lets him live. Yeah. Well, he lets him choose how he's going to die the best. Like, yeah. He stabs him and then shuts him away. Yeah. And you think he's going to die, but he comes back. To rescue Edith. Mm. Yeah, because I think he picked a spot that wouldn't be as... He fooled him. Yeah. With his doctory knowledge. Uh-huh. Like, here, poke me here. Yeah, this is, this, the is this is super fatal. Down here. The deltoid. <laughs> Just my thumb. The hat. Yeah. <laughs> Stab me through the hat. Fatal every time. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> it tastes like almonds. <laughs> Bitter okay. almonds. So so they they escape to a city or some shit. The end. Yeah, so she goes off and and then she writes a novel about. Oh yeah. I loved how uh Sir Thomas was able to read her her novel or short story that she was typing up at the beginning of the of the movie when they first meet. Yeah. And it's it would have been upside down for one. <laughs> and then he he just like is five feet away from the desk and kind of glanced at it and he picks it and he's like, I love this story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Was he just bullshitting or? Yeah, he was He was definitely blowing smoke. I think. That's my assumption anyway. He knew it was hers. He was trying to impress her, win her over, eventually marry her, murder her, get the insurance money. Yeah. You know, that old chestnut. <laughs> So when they had to murder dad, though, to do that. It seemed it would have been easier just to find a child with a no child. Parents. Yeah, with no parents or a widow, right. which they had done in the past. They should know you these know. things. Yeah. Don't kill if you don't have to. Right. <laughs> it makes the killing you have to do uh, less complicated. Yeah. You know. you know, try and try and put two or three bodies in a freezer where one would fit much better. There's probably always a better choice than just outright killing people. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's ways to take their money and it, bum just, them out. It just really, really complicates things every time. Yeah. <laughs> so we all watched it. We all agree it looked beautiful and that it had its shortcomings. Will, I, I'm guessing you would not recommend this. Oh, yeah. I'd recommend this. Yeah. <laughs> Right away. I'd say watch this just because it looks great. Okay. Um, you will probably, if you've ever seen any other movie before, um, you're probably going to be disappointed because there's nothing new in this thing. It's all recycled. If you hate new stuff, you'll love this movie. <laughs> yes. If you're HP Lovecraft, there are no black people in this movie. One. <laughs> or Chinese people that I know of. Yeah. Um, and nothing new. Wow. Yeah, if you're afraid of other, this is the movie mm. for you. Julian? Uh Well, I, ironically, like 
this didn't do very well because The Martian was doing so well, which is directed by Ridley Scott, who usually gets told that, oh, you prize visuals above story and character. But The Martian got everything right. I think The Martian had a better script. Yeah. Really good story, good characters, good cast and everything. Mm -hmm. Everything was working. It was an excellent movie. Uh, And then, on the other hand, you get this coming out, which is all about the visuals and yeah doesn't succeed in a no. compelling story only it had been compelling uh so yeah yeah look looks great rent it watch it on blu-ray check it out maybe turn the sound off or and, if there's uh, we were discussing earlier if you could turn it to italian right. oh yeah yeah, maybe yeah you couldn't understand it yeah the, the only review i made I, you know i didn't read that many reviews but the only review who picked up on uh, Jalo is uh, in the New Yorker. Yeah, I uh, I seem to remember it somebody and that maybe a review I Jalo. watched, and it was it was Jalo-y. Yeah, and at least is the visuals, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess the violence. The story wasn't very no. Jalo-y. There was nobody peeking behind, right? But, folk, but yeah, you know, uh, pictures. Check it out and and look it up. Look up what movies that he was he's referencing and he's inspired by, and watch those. Yeah, yeah, because those are great. Yeah, yeah. If you sort of set the tone for yourself by watching a couple of those old movies, that that might make this one. Uh... Yeah, if if this leads you to watching Barber and Hitchcock and Argento and yeah. So on and, and Robert Wise and then that then, then all the better yeah, you will benefit. But cool. if you already are aware of all those things, yeah, then like, you've seen you probably list. skip this because <laughs> yeah. you've seen it all. It's you know, Bava with training wheels. Right? <laughs> you know they're not going to freak you out too bad. You're going to have some gore. Yeah, but, not, not too know, much. A little yeah. bit of incest. Yeah. The face Just smashing, a little bit. yeah. The face smashing against the sink is a bit much. Yeah, but the, if you've seen Deep Red, then you've seen it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, it really shocked the audience. I saw it with. Yeah, I could see that. They weren't expecting that from yeah. a romantic gothic. I just movie. loved that the coroner was like, "Well, he slipped and fell <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> what, like forty <laughs> times? What the? F- Get out of here! You're the worst coroner ever. <laughs> I'm not even the coroner. I'm the janitor. Yes. <laughs> I don't want you to be my coroner when I get brutally I'm, murdered. I'm a doctor, oh, damn it, not a coroner. There was right. a there was an attendant at the club who was black. I'm sorry, Lovecraft, you can't watch this. <laughs> the ghost of H.P. Lovecraft is like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, visually very pleasing and fun to watch. Uh, it's not something that you should have high expectations for... Uh, plots and storylines to wow you so watch it knowing that and uh it's a visual feast of sorts and i think it'd be a lot of fun um we're recording this on the first day of winter aren't we yeah this is the 21st this is right? the solstice yep. this is the solstice this is mm-hmm. the shortest day of the year mm. for us here in denver uh the days start getting <laughs> well, longer well anywhere <laughs> well yeah well northern hemisphere <clears throat> yeah yeah, in the Southern Hemisphere, they're like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. People in Brazil are like, what are you talking about? It's always weirds me out watching an Australian film that Christmas is, you know, looks like it's the middle of summer. Because it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, that just kind of ruins Christmas for you. Yeah, it was weird. I remember 
living in Hawaii, um, riding a mountain bike down the streets of Kailua, you know, wearing board shorts and a t-shirt and looking at people's Christmas lights wrapped around palm trees. It was weird. <laughs> that is kind of weird. Yeah. But, you know, I did grow up in the desert, so <clears throat> our winters weren't terribly harsh. What were the clouds like when you were young? The clouds? They're fluffy and shaped like Abraham Lincoln, weren't they? Oh. Okay. They, they, uh, I don't know. What do you mean, clouds? Oh, nothing. <laughs> there was a, a, a funny uh, Christmas-related thing that I got to overhear while working at a print shop. Uh, we sold these little packets of stationery that people could write a Christmas letter and fold it up, and the envelopes matched the stationery. And there was one that had a little progression across the bottom of the paper where it was a snowman melting, and at the end it was just a carrot and some lumps of coal. Yeah. And uh, this little boy, must have been like four or five years old, asked his dad... And, uh, of course, they wouldn't have any exposure to a snowman in Hawaii, especially if oh, that okay, little. Yeah. And, he, and he asks his dad, what's that? And he goes, he's a snowman. And he mm. says, what's what's a snowman? Uh, he's like one big shave ice. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought that was the coolest thing I ever heard. <laughs> one big shave ice. That yep. kind of little bit of pigeon accent there. and. Uh, and I just had to turn because I started laughing. <laughs> but yeah, he is like one big shave ice. He and and I've been to Matsumoto's. I know shave ice. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so we, we are going to probably drop this one right after Christmas and before New Year's. I think you should put this out on Christmas. Well, I was thinking we could do rare exports on Christmas. Maybe we'll do that on Christmas Eve, this on Christmas Day. Or something. Something like that. I mean, I mean, we're so weirdly off schedule right now. We could do whatever we want, and it'll be perfectly normal. At least Lemmy won't die normal. this time, right? Oh, man. Well, yeah, don't name any celebrities, because I named... Uh... Arnold Palmer, and he died the next day, just like Lemmy did last year when yeah. we mentioned him. And yeah, we were uh, talking about him over my. I hadn't thought of Arnold Palmer in you know fifteen years. Yeah, we were eating my birthday and nachos, like, and I was like, "Lemmy's He's dead. dead." Fuck that. So 2016, get out of here. Yeah, enough already. Actually, I think that was 2015. Gene yeah, he, he, he was right. He, yeah, he was right at the end of 2015. Yeah. Right? But they're doing a tribute to him on Radio 6 um, around, around, I think, this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we lost a lot of great celebrities in in the last uh, 12 months <laughs> and t- two weeks. <laughs> so enough, enough. 2017, it's going to be huge. It's going to be awful. Oh, Fant- yeah. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be awful when the, uh, you know... Whatever the farm plane crashes right before New Year's. Oh, man. Should we call it a show? We Are the World reunion show. (laughs) Breaks out into a massive MGM kind of fire. Oh, God. Should we call it a show? (laughs) Yeah, sure, why not? Hey, that was a show. (laughs) Jolien, welcome back. I'm glad you you were here for this. Thank you. And, uh... We're going to do it again in about a week, and I don't... What are we going to watch I, next? I'm finished with Crypt for a while. Yeah. So yeah, before we get out of here, tell I'm the listeners. For Tales for Tales from the Crypt. You got your first one out. First one came out end of last month. Yeah. And the next one, who knows when? I have no idea. There's no telling. But I'm ready for it. Yep. Your, your part's likely done. And... Um, 
Yeah, we'll figure out something. Yeah, we'll figure out another movie and maybe we'll Troll post. Hunter. Troll Hunter. Hey, that's nice and wintry. Mm. Yeah. Let's All do, right. let's let's do, do Troll let's Hunter. Let's do Troll Hunter. Yeah, next time, listeners. Because I had mentioned it yesterday. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Rare exports kind of suffered from the. I'd seen Troll Hunter right yeah. before it. Yeah, right. I like Troll Hunter way better. Oh, yeah. It's a much better film. Cool. Anyway, until next time. All right. Stay off the Morse. Stay off the Morse.